Lunch Board Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game. Almost forgot the mic, Steve. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 110, Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show dedicated to board gaming. we got a special guest tonight. She's back. It's Carla Kopp from Weird Giraffe and Galactic Raptor Games. I think we're going to be talking about the second one tonight. Board Game Gumbo, a proud member of Punchboard Media. Hey, check out some of our other fine members like Patrick and Eric in the morning. If you like those crazy morning zoo shows, Patrick and Eric will wake you up with game news, opinions, and friendly banner. And you can find them on the What Did You Play This Week podcast feed. That is Patrick Eric, Patrick and Eric in the morning, Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hit us up on social media tonight, on Twitter or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BoardGameGumble. And we'll be looking for your questions in the chat crew. But enough blather. Let's get right to our special guest. There's Carla Cobbs. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here. It is awesome to have you here. How has your summer been going? Um, I would say probably like the worst summer of my adult life. <laughs> is 2020 over yet? <laughs> it's only halfway. And like we've already had Australia burn, murder hornets, a pandemic, you know, everything in between. It, um, it, it's like we started out with a bad year and then 2020 said, hold my beer. We're going to really make it bad. Hey, we no, got people- Okay, you want to know what happened to me today? I'm ready. My my ready cell phone you. started on fire. What? How did that happen? Uh, I don't know. I was having a bad day, so we went for a drive. You know how like you drive nowhere or whatever, sure, but sure. like smoke from my uh, my phone because like <laughs> I don't know my charger or something, and it was like we were freaking out in the car. Now, I know you're an engineer. Did you like tweak it and supercharge it? And so it's. It's like, what do they call it? Overclocking it? Were you overclocking your phone? I was not, but like, we have an electric car, so I was like, oh no, we did something terribly wrong. But yeah, that's how 2020 is going. My phone literally spontaneously burst into flames. It's par for the course. Hey, our friend Steve, the name father, is also here. Let's bring Steve in. Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, BJ. Hey, Carla. How y'all doing? Steve, how's your summer been going? Have you burnt any cell phones lately? Uh, no, I, I thought Carla was only responsible for fire in the library, not fire in the car. Look <laughs> at that. Come That's on. why he's a pro, Carla. Hey, yeah. speak, speaking of that, I am curious. How is fire in the library, the card game, coming along? You still doing that uh, development work? Yeah, it's right here. Ooh, it's wow. Fancy. Wow, wait, that's like the actual game. Yeah, it's an actual game. So production copy already? <laughs> Uh, well, like a reviewer type copy. Oh, that's awesome. It's all pretty yeah, and cool. stuff. Look at um, this. Nice. So, yeah. Um, it was going to go on to Kickstarter this summer. And then I was like, whoa, Carla, you <laughs> could just not have a panic attack or stress attack. Instead, it could go on to Kickstarter, you know, 2021. And that's fine. Well, we got, a, we got a bunch of people checking in. There's Kelly Jean. Steve, you know yep. Kelly. Oh, we she, know Kelly. She regularly hey, tries Kelly. to beat us in lots of different games. Uh, succeeds. And succeeds often. <laughs> Thomas is checking in. Hello, hey, Thomas. Tom. What's up? 
Uh, Verla, who's probably not going to be on the show this week, but uh, might get her on uh, next week. So hopefully she'll she'll keep the chat moving. Yes, yes, she's going to be doing the Steve she, job she, tonight. Uh, she rented the the show out to you this week. So she <laughs> took possession of it last week. There's our diver friend Patrick Newman. Patrick's been playing so many games lately. I, I'm jealous, man. Patrick and Cindy have been killing it lately. Uh, fellow designer Carla Cop, Christian Strain checking in. Hey, Christian, mm-hmm. still waiting for news about the expansions for asking for trouble. We're wait, we're waiting for that. So, and another designer, Jay Bell. I got to meet Jay Bell. Jay was in town. Hey, Jay. Carla, we had our masks on, mm-hmm. and we sat six feet apart on a big giant conference table. Like we didn't even, I was telling Steve, was like, what does he look like? I said, well, he looks like his picture because I've never actually seen him in person. He had a big mask on. All I can see is his eyes, you know? So, but yeah, it was fun hanging out with the, uh, fun night with Jay. And there's Dave Dugat checking in. Yep, that's right. It's gumbo time. The gumbo overlord taking a week off. So, Carla, I, I can't think of anybody who doesn't know you because you're very prolific on social media. But just in case the chat crew hasn't seen Carla Cop, one of our favorite guests, Give us the elevator pitch. Who is Carla Cop, and what is Galactic Raptor Games? Um, so I'm Carla. I am a designer, developer, and publisher. Um, I run both Weird Draft Games and Galactic Raptor Games. Um, Weird Draft Games is all mine. I do whatever I feel like in it, and it's kind of weird, but that's okay. Um, but you but, answer to the cat. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. So it's me and my cat, Fluffins. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we we make the decisions, um, but Galactic Raptor Games. Um, we also have in there Dan Letzring, um, who runs Letterman Games. So me and him teamed up, uh, made a company, and that's Galactic Raptor. Dan's been on the show. Yeah, Dan's been on Gumbo Live. Mm-hmm. We, we had a great time talking with them. So re- really nice guy, and I enjoy his other podcasts. So. Uh, yeah, he board, does breaking into board games. Breaking into board games. I almost said board games insider. Breaking into board games. He does a fantastic job with Ian and uh, Tony and them. So that is oh, a good one. I do have a, a show now. It's called the uh, Game Design Live Chat. Oh yeah, actually, you had just started it when you came on last time. Uh, now you're talking about the video series, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's now. not a podcast yet. Uh, we're saving all the audio, and it'll be a podcast okay, when cool. I stop being lazy. <laughs> I finally it only took me about a hundred shows, but I finally started doing it in audio format. So if you yeah. have any questions, hit me up. I'll be glad to help you out with that. So yeah, that's cool. So um, that's Galactic Raptor, and we're going to be talking about the game that's out on Kickstarter that you did. That's that's going like gangbusters already. So we'll be talking about that soon. But you played some spicy hot games recently. BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guests here, Carla Cop from Weird Giraffe and Galactic Raptor Games, and you played a game that I played. Steve, I don't think you played this one before. Have you? No? Nope. Metro. And we're talking about Metro X. I have not. A game, Carla, that I love. Can you guess why? What's the number one thing I love about this game? Um, It's about subways. Those awesome pencils. Look at those things. Oh, I love those little pencils. I think yes, I have this version. It doesn't have any pencils. Oh, okay, so I'm going to solo this shot for you so you can see. Okay. Steve, you've got to see these cool pencils. Look at them. They have a no. little tiny lead, and then look at the end. It clips to your shirt. It's a little plastic oh. pencil that clips to your shirt. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. My buddy Sagan, he knows. He's the one who taught me this game. He knows that if he pulls this game out, I want to play with the pencils. So tell me about your pencils. They don't. 
it doesn't there. have pencils. I'm like trying to open the box. Um, so I have the Game Right version, um, which has these boards and a marker. What? Oh no, ours are little paper sheets. Oh, you got the fancy version. I don't know about fancy because this was like fifteen dollars on Amazon. So. <laughs> all right, so t- tell the chat crew what is Metro X all about? Um, so it is a flip and fill game where you are doing. I think it's subways. It's some sort of a metro. Subways in Tokyo, if yeah. I remember right. Um, so uh, each turn you flip over a card and it will have a number and you'll get to like cross off that many um, things in the line. Um, however, you have to go like in order and they like crisscross and stuff. So you have to really plan your route because like if you go into a different route, um, you'll cut yourself off. Um, mm. So yeah, so you have to um, actually have some brain power here or you can just wait for the, um, there's skip cards where you can put like an X and then skip over and then X it again. Um, There's uh, the different points. Like if you finish first, you get more points. If you finish like anything that's not first, you get the second amount of points. And then you get a penalty if you don't fill in any of these. So you have to be really efficient. Yeah, efficiency is number one in that game and... Uh, Steve, I want to tell you, for such a little box game with that little tiny sheet and just those flip and fill cards, it is the thinkiest roll and write I think I've ever played. Maybe Fleet the Dice, maybe Fleet the Dice is a little bit thinkier, but it's a bigger game. Fleet the Dice feels like a board game, right? Mm-hmm. Metro yeah. X doesn't. It feels like a roll and write, flip and write, rando write, whatever you want to call it. But don't you agree, Carla? It's it's one of the brain burniest games, especially you get into the middle part of the game and you, and you start crisscrossing the paths and oh man. Yeah, and you have to do like all the probabilities, like oh, how many skips have you gone already? Have you gotten the free space yet? And like, there's a whole like um, the reshuffle card. I really like the reshuffle card because like you could get it last or you could get it like three in right and, like, away. Maybe get the the free thing again. So. Hmm. Yeah, everybody's dying to get that. Uh, this is how you do not play the game. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of negative points No, you there. got the 10 points, though. That's the big 10. A lot of negative points, though. And then not a lot of... Look, look at all the second places there. There's a lot of second places, not mm. a lot of first places. So, yeah, I may have been focusing on that 10 way too much. I really, I really was trying to get that... If you see that little center star there and trying to get that bonus and... Mm-hmm. I I did that and to the chagrin of everything else. So I wasn't that. What do you think, Steve? Uh, Metro it looks X? cool. It looks very cool. That that would be right down my street. The version that Sagan has comes in a little tiny box with those. Oh, let me. Can I show them one more time? <laughs> with the pencils. Look at the pencils. Look at these, Carla. It's yeah. like a, It's like a masterful design. It is. I oh, mean. I wish I had that because, like, I have this big box with markers, which is, I mean, it's better for, like, people that write big or have big hands, I guess. I don't know. Yep. That is Metro X. I can't remember who publishes it, but I I did find out that there are some expansions for it. I don't know if you've played any of the, there there are other um, oh, subway, cool. yeah, the other subway sheets, so I have not played Oh, uh, yeah, this one has a back um, where it has tube town. Okay, so yeah, you've got look. So the version she has is awesome. Uh, uh, Gameright has it, except for the pencils. You don't have the yeah. pencils, but other than that, I love the fact that you got all the. You know, you can rewrite everything, and you have you have two sheets, and we only have one. So. I really envy your ability to be thrilled by writing implements, PJ. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> that is a gift. 
I am not overselling it. If you see these pencils, you're going to be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in a board game. It's so – look at the way they look. They don't, they don't even feel comfortable in your hand. They're terrible. And you're yeah. telling me they clip too? They clip. And, and, and they write. They and write they as write. well. No, no erasers though. But you don't need an eraser because everything you do is perfect right. in Metro X. Oh, just more excuses perfect. to write things. Marshall's checking in. He's catching bugs in Animal Crossing. You know, I've never played Animal Crossing. Either one of you? No. 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 I mean, if you start playing, you can't stop. I feel like that. We wouldn't be here. I feel like that. I played the original version on the Super Nintendo, whatever it was, many, many years ago. And I feel like if I started this thing, that could be dangerous. BJ from Morgan Gumball. I've got my guests here, Carla Cop from Weird Giraffe and Galactic Raptor Games. And I want to show you a game I forgot that you've done the solo version for. With a smile yeah. and a gun from my friend John Ballarant. Uh, it's going to be out on Kickstarter pretty soon. What, what's your involvement with with a smile and a gun? Um, so I designed the solo mode. Um, John contacted me. He asked me to do it, and I did it. I was um, really excited about it because, um, yeah, I've started to do solo modes for uh, not my companies. Um, but yeah, that one was one where it came together pretty fast. Um, so, um, for the people that don't know, um, with a smile and a gun, it was originally a two player game where you are trying to like earn the most points and it's in like this prohibition, like uh, different future alternate. It's future. Al Capone, but, yeah. but, but as if Al Capone didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Different. It's a cool theme. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I really like in it um, where Lots you are choosing your dice. Yeah, like uh, depending on what the dice do, because like you choose dice for movement, but you also choose it for your action. Um, but you have to make sure to choose the correct number. So like you, well, it's an area control game, and you want to get the areas that you want. And you can kind of prevent your opponent from getting like going to the same spots as you if you take the the right dice away from them. So. You got to be careful though when you're going for those areas. Now, Steve, that the picture that I have—that's yeah. your character and the other character—and you're going to go around those nine spaces on the board. Okay. Each one of those nine spaces represents a city area, mm-hmm. and those little tokens represent the points that you can get. All the different things, hats or contraband or you know whatever it is. The police are also out there, and they're trying to take away the contraband. So you're trying to get there before the police raid it. But the trick is. When you're, when you're trying to get your majority in the area, if you could, if you want, just keep picking all the big dice, move around the board, and take the biggest actions. Take that five, take that six, and now you got tons of actions. But the more actions you take and the more noise you make, what do you think mm-hmm. happens, Steve? Right, you're drawing attention to yourself. You're drawing attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. John's saying, hey, you can take all the big actions you want, but you're going to draw lots of attention from the cops, and, and if you have more heat or you have more – activity than right. your than the other person i've only played it with two so i i don't know if it plays more people i, th- I think it's I just know. two right yeah so if you if you draw more attention to yourself than the other player if i do more than steve then that means steve's going to get a bonus because he right. was able to you know kind of slide some things past the police i tell you very brilliant design carla what's the, what's the solo like what are you doing for the solo yeah. um so you're going against an automated player um so you're trying to like uh, take the dice um, away from them because they're going after the same things that the police are. They're trying to get the uh, majorities on the same different. Um, there's like drugs and guns and the third thing that I always forget. Um, but yeah. Um, I can't remember. 
yeah, it's it's something. Clip on um, pens. No, yeah. I don't think it should be. Yeah, I don't think it's um, uh, So, yeah, you're trying to prevent um, them from going around. Um, they're kind of dumb, but they are super powerful. Like, instead, uh, like, when you go around, you put down three, two, and one of your um, cubes um, for the area control part. Um, but the robot goes around, and they put down four, three, two. So it's um, a bit tougher um, to go against them. So you want to try to get them to like go into places that you don't care about um, by taking the dice that they need and like just shoving them away um, mm. so they can't keep up or making them go too far ahead, that sort of thing. If you play over three or four rounds, something like that, I'm trying uh, three to remember. Rounds. Three rounds, yeah. Okay. And it uh, ends up being basically the same game, a two-player game, but one player automated. Yeah. Do you do you? Though, I'm I'm showing a shot of what I think is the kind of coolest part. Look, everything you've heard, Steve, you might have heard in other games. It's area majority, right? It's you know, uh, dice rolling, and yeah, even some of that is where you're controlling your actions. Here's where the where the twist is. He's got two cards. One of them for the players. I can't remember what it's called. Infusion or influence? Yeah, like the that. infusions. Infusion, yeah. And that is like the special rule that everybody's going to have to deal with, right? And the, you also have what's called the shadow. Imagine the big boss who's really pulling the strings behind the scenes mm-hmm. of all the little mob bosses. You think you're in control of the city. What you don't really know is the shadow really is in control. So everything we do during the game, we, we have a special benefit for us, but the shadow always takes his cut or something like that. Okay. And that's what these other cards are for. And what I like about this, yeah, there's the historian, you know, something. <laughs> Something out in the background that they can do it. John, uh, now the copy I sent is an early prototype, so not all the cards are in there. I'm sure he's going to reveal more during the Kickstarter page. But one of my favorite thing is how these two cards interplay. Even with only three mm-hmm. or four cards of each, the combination, Steve, change the game every time. Mm-hmm. If one of them says that you know uh, control tokens are going to disappear anytime you go there, and the other one says you really need to have a majority if you want to get this certain section. Well, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, you know, how did these two things work? So do you still play those two cards in the solo game? Yes. So, yeah, you still have that interplay. And I really like that because, um, well, like sometimes like there's the like friendly, like version where like both of them are kind of positive, but sometimes like you can get, um, the shadow, which is like, you have to control the shadow, um, because it'll do negative things. Like the cards are very different, which is, um, it leads to a lot of replayability. That is cool. And that's with a smile and a gun. It's got, uh, it, it comes from a quote, if I remember right, from Al Capone that said, you can get a lot of things done with a smile, but you can get a lot more done with a smile and a gun. Yeah. And, and that's where John came up with it. So it's got a cool theme. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to clean up the graphics. So the, the part, the pictures that I'm showing you, that's not the mm-hmm. final production. That's just kind of early, early prototypes that he was, uh, he was letting me play. So that was fun. And that is with the smile and a gun. And you're doing a lot of solo work. Anything you can yeah. talk about? Um, if you've heard of vinyl um, by sure. Talent Strikes. Eric's coming on the show in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. Yeah, I am um, working on that, too. 
Very cool. I will need to. So you might be doing the solo version of the actual game vinyl. It doesn't have a solo version right now. No. Um, I think it might have a minor one. Um, I'm not sure. I actually just got in the games, but um, so he has like all these different expansions. So I'm going to make one overarching. Like you can play solo with all the things, and here's your big solo pack. Hey, look at. <laughs> Speak of the yeah, devil. Speak of the devil. John, you just missed it. We just, we just raps. Uh, we just uh, raps what sodic- waxed rhapsodically about your game. So, and Carla, Carla was telling us about the solo. So, hey, John, mm-hmm. again, thanks for sending it to us. It's fun. Chris says, Chris got a question or a statement. Solo play is hard to design. Mechanics are easy, but keeping it fun is difficult. Agree? Disagree? Um, I. I don't know. I disagree because um, I make just a lot of robots. Um, so uh, w- one reason why I disagree is uh, I'm a software engineer by trade. So making an automated robot is like that's what I went to school for and that's what I do. It's programming, um, right? Yeah, it's just programming. So if you can make like an if-then like tree series, um, that's relatively easy for like a, a regular human to like read. Um, you can make something that does things in like a programmatic way, but like if you put like a deck or something with it, where it can do one of these six things, like you can have an idea of what it'll do, but like you're not sure. Much like a human, like a human's gonna do one of these three things probably and they'll do it in this sort of way but you're not sure how they'll they'll get it done but you like the control of being able to set that pattern and seeing how humans react to the pattern yeah well like because it's kind of like real life because like when you play with somebody like like if you play enough games with them you're like oh okay so this person's more of a passive aggressive person or they're more aggressive like when i'm going to play with this person they are going to attack me so i need to defend Mm -hmm. like it's the same sort of thing like where um players have their own like player type um so do robots do you ever play two-fisted do you know what i'm talking about Glenn, Glenn Flaherty calls it two-fisted, where you play a game solo, but you play the the green against and the blue yourself. player against yourself, basically. No. That sounds I, terrible. I actually I actually do play. Steve, do you ever do it? No. The closest I'll come to doing that is if it's a co-op game, I can do two-handed, but then I'm still on my own team. Yeah. Um, yeah true. I do it, and here's why. I, I always hate teaching a game that I've never played before. So a lot of times I'll break out the rules okay. and I'll play and, and I'll, I'll actually put the pieces on opposite sides of the table. And that's to make me look at the board differently and mm-hmm. also to try to come up with two different strategies. What would, what would Dave or Bradley or, or Verla or Steve okay. or somebody do on that side? And then, and usually the other side beats me. In fact, I always lose to myself. So I have done that once or twice not to try out strategies, but in preparation for a teach so that I can see what it looks like on both sides and talk about what might be. Jay likes your comments. Jay says, I never thought about that, Carla. I'm going to keep that in mind if I work on a solo. And that is with a smile and a gun from John Valoran's company. I can't think. Sorry, uh, John. I just uh, came Subsurface. Subsurface games. Yeah. games. Coming out on Kickstarter very soon. Thank you again, John, for sending it to the gumbo and letting us play. BJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests here, Carla. Steve and I are talking to Carla Cop from Weird Giraffe Games and Galactic Raptor Games, and you and I have played a game. Steve, I don't think you've played this, but Carla, you've played Rap Gods. I have. All right, so I got some comments from Meepletown a couple of weeks ago, right before our vacation. So I'm curious to hear, what do you think of Amari and Hamu's game, Rap Gods? Um, I liked it a lot. It was actually like, so I thought it would be heavier than it was, but it was actually like pretty, like, 
I wouldn't say gateway, but like close to gateway. Um, which I, I, I think that's cool. what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, I also thought that because when I took a look at the board, I remember mm-hmm. thinking, you know, seeing the pictures on social media, and I, they actually demoed uh, this game and another game at Southern Board Game Fest last year. And I remember seeing the board going, wow, that looks like a pretty medium weight euro. And then mm-hmm. I got the game in, and I was like, wait, this is, this is, it's not Ticket to Ride, but it's like the next level. It's like, you know, like yeah. I love New York 1901. It's, it's a game that the Fitches like too. And it's not mm-hmm. Ticket to Ride, but it's that next step for somebody that plays Ticket to Ride. And I remember thinking that, well, this is, and it, it kind of relaxed me. I was like, oh, great. This is a game I'm just going to enjoy. We're going to tell a story while we're playing this game. I don't have, I'm not going to have, you know, like Lisboa, seven things to think about. And then I have to undo them because I did them wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was I think, very calming. I think that's tougher to do. You know, Steve, you, talk, you and I talked about before the show with Dr. Yeah. Steve Finn. Steve Finn mm-hmm. always has to, he's always looking to take stuff out of a game. Right. Carla, I think sometimes it's tougher to make a simpler game that is still fun oh, than it definitely. is to throw in a lot of mechanics, just mm-hmm. keep piling them on top of each other in an effort to make fun. What do you think? Yeah, well, I definitely agree. Like, that's um, almost all designers are like, let's fix a problem by adding in a bunch of stuff. Um, and, like, being able to be like, oh, okay, what is the good part of the game? Like, what is necessary? And what, like, let's take out all the rest. Like, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. So, so some people who get that and do that really well. I think Steve does that well. I also see Phil Walker Harding does that uh, kind of distill it down, get the basics across, and make, make it work wonderfully. So for people who haven't played Rap Gods, you know, can you give them the elevator pitch? What's the game about? Um, so you are going through, there's the three different aspects um, of your character. Um, I think the vocals and money and another and like thing. Fame or reputation or something like that. I yeah, can't remember yeah. what it is. Yeah. Something Sk- like that. Skills, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, you're going through and you are getting all these three different um, kind of resources. If you're the first one to get um, around, you'll get um, one bonus thing, which is like a minor thing. But what you're doing is really like telling the story of your character. Like you have a life event um, each time. And like um, those are the things that are on the screen now. Um, they'll get you certain things like the one uh, on the left. will get Some you new kicks. Yeah. Um, you do that. Um, they each have a different color. Oh, street cred, skills, and swag. Thank you, Jay. Um, Thank you, Jay. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what the streets is, um, the street cred. Um, but, yeah, so you're getting all these three different resources. And, like, to have certain life events, some of them have requirements as you go along. Um, but there's also the set collection mechanic in it where, like, um, your character might give you bonus points if you play, like, only gray and green, right. like, life events. Um, the board also says, like, uh, there's, um, what, there's three different cities usually or, like, players plus one. Um, yeah, exactly. Players plus one, if I remember right. Yeah, where they'll give you bonus points at the end for either having like the most blue or the least blue um that sort of thing so you want to like work with what your character has like each character has a special power too um and go to what um the board has because there's um also you get bonus points for like doing like special things on the side that change each game those five little those five little awards those circles on the side yeah 
Yeah, so you want to try to balance the whole, like, what gets in-game points, what gets uh, the bonus circles on the side, um, and also what does your character want the most. I also love the fact that as you go around the board, you're kind of racing to get those cool little mm-hmm. special bonuses. And th- it's, you know, it's that positive reinforcement that that I think Jamie Stegmeyer does really well with Stonemaier Games, where, it, you know, it's that, oh, I just got to get two more and then I'm going to get this cool reward. And mm-hmm. even if you're not playing that well, like I was when I played Ravcons, <laughs> even though I wasn't playing well, every time I, I was able to hit those benchmarks or score, you know, in other words, uh, qualify for one of those awards, it had that positive reinforcement that I, that I really enjoy in games. Yeah. I was impressed, man. Ravcons was pretty cool. And what I always love is seeing someone that takes really a, a, lot, of, um, a lot of attention to detail. And mm-hmm. Hamu, I mean, if you look at this stuff, the, the gold records that you earn as points, even the backs of them, which could have been just plain cardboard or, or the Rab God symbol like so many games would have. No, look at that. They have a little wire so you can hang your awards up on the, on the wall. See that little wire? I mean, that's just, yeah. Yeah. That's just cool. classic. Am I, am I seeing a Cthulhu wrapper there? It's a Cthulhu wrapper at the bottom. And look, it's old, a stormtrooper. Old, old school, old ones. <laughs> the old it. school, old ones. And then look, Strider. It's like a stormtrooper wrapper on the left side. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I pulled those out because it's got, uh, I think that is Omari on the top. And then the other two cards are just kind of cool. So mm-hmm. I like it when, when designers and graphic artists like uh, like Hamu really have they really take care to pay attention to detail like that and mm-hmm. the game was just a pleasure to put out on the table and and fun it, as long as you go in knowing it's a light game if you're thinking hey I want this my, this is going to be my next medium heavy game you might be disappointed maybe that's not the game for you but if you still like playing like I do like playing family weight games a game you can throw around the table and teach anybody then this then that's one of the things that I like what do you think Carl yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's, like, replaced my other, like, gateway games um, as, like, if I don't know if people have played games before, I'll introduce them to this game. Because, like, well, um, it's very easy. Like, can you understand colors and the three resources? You'll most likely be able to understand this. Set collection um, and moving around the yeah. track, right? Who You can't – you can teach everybody that. Yeah. Well, and you and, get to like, tell a story. Yeah, you tell a story and like a super different theme. Like, like everyone's heard rap music, or like has listened to music before because it's like it's not just rap. So, like, I mean, very different theme, like high production quality, very simple. Why not? I think it is a one. I think it plays in about an hour, right? Yeah, um, Carl, as I, I recall. Think so. I never really yeah. timed it, but it doesn't. It doesn't overstay its welcome. So it seems like it's right in That's that cool. hour mark. Maybe yeah. a little I, bit well, I over. Think it, uh, depending on player count, I think it can be like uh, I think forty to sixty minutes. I think yeah, the box. That sounds right. That's good. That sounds all right. BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Carla Kopp from Galactic Raptor Games. Time to talk about some Roar and Write. It's uh, blowing up on Kickstarter. Whoa! It's always nice right. to come on the show, and you're not even worried. It's already funded. So give us the story. Give us the background. Roar and Write is a rando writer based on a game that you and dan already published from steve aramini animal kingdoms but what's the game about okay so in the game you are one of many people that might become the regent of the animal kingdoms um but to do so you have to one impress all the people of the animal kingdoms and impress the selection committee um there's going to be five people on the selection committee and there'll be cards like 
like, oh yeah, you have them up um, where they're like the frog and the lizard and stuff. Um, and each different um, selection committee member um, wants a certain thing. Like one of them might really like threes. Another one might like um, even pairs or odds or different numbers. Um, but um, you're going to be playing and then choosing which of the selection committee members to try to impress each round. Um, it's played over five rounds and each round is made up of three dice rolls of six numbers so you're going to be seeing a total of 18 dice um but if you write down all the numbers from the first roll you'll get an extra four bonus points um or if you take from the first and the second roll you'll get an extra two bonus points but if you go to the third um no bonus points for you um you get to also um write in the uh top part of the score sheet um uh, you can do one die per roll Unless you want to give up, like, some of your numbers from the council, um, you can put an X in the council and get additional um, uh, rolls to put in the top area for the kingdoms to try to fill up those kingdoms. If you do fill up a kingdom, you get an extra um, points based on the kingdom. Steve, I think that's the thing that you and I thought was maybe the most decisive moment of the game when you figured you could get some extra points, but do you give up that you know, where mm-hmm. on the sheet can you give up that little X and just take it? Oh, I really want to add another dice roll. Where did that come from, uh, Carla? Because that's not in the that's not in the original game. That's something that that's tied to this game, right? Yeah, so that's in this game. Um, so at one point in time, this was not an Animal Kingdoms game, um, but. Really? Yeah. So um, how it came to be an Animal Kingdoms game is I gave myself um, a goal. Like 2020, I was going to enter 12 different contests. Um, And one of of the most important things about entering contests is having fancy art so it looks cool. Like if if you don't look good, nobody wants to play the game. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I have all this Animal Kingdom art. I have this game. It fits together. Um, Bebo was actually the one that she's like, yeah, you should put animals on this art. And I was like, cool, whatever. And you Um, love animals. Yeah, I do love animals. And I had this art. So like, then I did that. So I made it the Animal Kingdom's rolling right. And then I was like, whoa, this super fits. This could be the Animal Kingdom's rolling, right? Oh, wait. Um, so you weren't even planning on that. It was just kind of, wait, I, I have the game. It's already there. And it's yeah, it, uh, yeah. Well, like, uh, after I played it and I was thinking about it, well, like, because all the um, the council members, um, they're kind of like the decrees in the game where you have to, like, score yep. in a certain That's way. Um, the only thing that changed between, like, actually going um, the Animal Kingdom's route was uh, the top uh, kingdoms area. Um that was, uh, yeah, Dan wanted it to be more Animal Kingdoms-like. So that part, um, we actually went through, like, a couple different iterations. Um, the first iteration was actual area control, much like Animal Kingdoms. But um, that one was pretty tough because, well, like, in area control, you want to pay attention to what other people are doing. And, like, we gave it. Yeah. And we gave extra points like, oh, yeah, if you finish this kingdom first, you get more points. Um, so before you yeah, wanted to write down like any. Yeah. Well, you do until you realize like, oh, OK, you want to know what every other player is doing on their little score pad. Um, and that it like just broke the whole like play it over Zoom, play it with anyone, yeah. play it with yeah. 50 people like that. Yeah. Um, it was rough that way, but changing it to be just like, if you fill it in, you get the points. It still had that, like the choice between like the different areas, like 
the weighting of that between yep. the council and the agendas, mm-hmm. like it had all that without like the, the terribleness of what is everyone else doing? Right. Chat crew, you got any questions for Carla Cop about Galactic Raptors, uh, Roar and Right? What a cool name. Where, where did the name get? Steve, if you have any questions, jump, jump in. Sure, sure. Where, where did the name Roar and Right come from? Um, well, Dan you've gotten a lot of compliments for that name on social media. It's a great um, name. Yeah. Um, Dan was like, Hey, let's not name it the animal kingdoms rolling. Right. Um, because like, just in case we want to do like one, an animal kingdoms rolling, right. That was like more animal kingdoms, I guess. Um, and I was like, okay, what's an animal named thing like thing. Um, and thank you, Jay. I guess, Oh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> you're awesome. Um, I was like roaring right because dinosaurs roar, right? Um, and I guess like Dan didn't come up with anything better, so I was like, Yes, roaring right. That's Um, a that's a Steve the name father name right there, don't you think, Steve? Roaring right. So, look, he's giving you a salute. (laughs) That was classic, Steve. You got a question? My first thought when we we played this three players and we played it like you were saying over distance, so we were interacting with a uh. Um, a spreadsheet version of, of scoring things. Yeah. Really appreciated that. Thought that worked really well. I was nervous at the beginning, thinking that we were all going to maybe follow the same tracks and go in the same direction. But very quickly, after the first roll or two, we really diverged mm-hmm. and we're going in different directions. I was impressed by that, seeing as how I was a bit nervous at the beginning that it was going to be on tracks or on rails. <laughs> Not that way at all. Yeah, usually people go in different directions because of the personal agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like they just like different numbers and different pairs. Like having them care about three numbers, and usually like the numbers, like there's very little overlap between right. everyone. Uh, yeah, that means like everyone's slightly like thinking something else, unless it's right. like oh, all the dice are sixes. Right. Then you might do the same thing. Well, we're all trying to accomplish some of the same things. We have different routes to get there, and it mm-hmm. does put a pressure on you to take a slightly different route. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Tell me, about the, tell me about the art. Where did you find this artist? Because one thing that stands out about Animal Kingdoms and about Roar and Wright is this is absolutely gorgeous art. Jay mentioned yes. it, that the Red Panda, Red Panda might be my favorite also. The Red Panda is just absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, Katie Grierson. Uh, she did the art for Animal Kingdoms. Um, Animal Kingdoms was the first game that we worked with her on. Um, and since then, she's done, uh, she did the art for, like, uh, the box art for Tumbletown and some other things for Oh, Tumbletown. that was her? Okay. Yeah, she did some of the art for Big Easy Bus Game as well. Okay. Um, yeah, she is amazing. Uh, she's in England. Steve, look at this stuff, man. This is just oh, yeah. gorgeous, man. It's good so, stuff. Uh, yeah, and she's also done some Gift of Tulip stuff, which is another upcoming game of mine. Um, basically, I love working with her. She's fantastic. She does so many different kinds of like styles and stuff. Um, like, Have you seen the Kingdoms of the Deep artwork? I have not seen that. Okay. I need to take a look at that. So you are an expert on the copies, right? Yes. <laughs> How? As much as most people in board games. You, well, out of all the people I know, maybe I should have prefaced it with that. Out of all the people I've ever interacted with, you are the most expert on copies that I know. I would call upon you as my expert witness. So how close did Katie get to it? Is oh, this, she got it. Is this an accurate representation of an copy? Yeah, uh, for sure. Like, well, I sent her a lot of pictures, but yeah. Um, and why does it look like three different animals? It's at least um, 
<laughs> well, it is the only um, relative of the giraffe. Uh, well, uh, it's around the same area as the zebra. So, like, for the same reasons the zebra has the stripes to, like, blend in, it has the stripes. Sure. I don't know. Weird things happen in nature. Look at that frog. That frog is just perfect. Mm -hmm. Really good. And that is. I'm going, I'm going down the rabbit hole on her artwork here in Art Station. Oh, it's yeah. just gorgeous. Oh. Have it, you found is, the Kingdoms of the Deep Art? Is it just animals, to, or does she do all kinds of different no, I'm things? Seeing, I'm seeing some from what looks like Animal Kingdoms, but I'm seeing others that other, seem to be other fantasy games or other fantasy. Um, yeah. Thomas said, Carla, you can't do that. Are you hinting about another game coming out? Give us a scoop. Oh, uh, yeah, Kingdoms of the Deep. It was supposed to come out uh, already, but okay. COVID sometimes ruins our lives. Yeah, yeah. Changes um, everything. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so Thomas oh, needs to keep an eye out. Right, sure. Oh, she did that part? Okay. Yeah. And that's the street yeah. scenes that you compete over whenever you're trying to do your performances i think you called them right performances uh, yeah you're well you're um doing your thing to the crowd she also did this one that was in big easy busking that is big yeah. easy busking wow that's gorgeous nice. look at that color palette now i know that you had a hand in the color palette though if i remember right oh you, yeah yeah you said jazz it up jazz it up as much as you can mm -hmm. all right uh, so, oh sorry so it's roaring right uh it's out mm -hmm. on kickstarter right now you guys have already funded can you give some little teases for the chat crew about what we can expect? Because you've been in the comments, you've been promising some um, some upgrades, right? Uh, yeah. So the first what's, one, what's happened so far, and what you expected? Um, so uh, we reached this first stretch goal of sparkly dice, which sparkly is fancy dice. and cool. Sure. Um, but uh, the next stretch goal is going to be custom dice. Uh, which I'm excited about because I've never actually done custom dice in a board game before. Um, so we're going to do that. Yeah. What do, you um, mean, what do you mean by custom dice? You mean like uh, the 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 lettering will be unique? What, uh, the lettering and there'll be like icons. Okay. Uh, like little feathers. Like uh, the the icons from um, Animal Kingdoms where like each thing had an icon. Like the owl had the feather and. There was a paw print for the tiger. Um, those and are going to be on the dice. That's going to be on the dice. Yeah. Ooh. And then I um, saw some highlights for the dice if you can get to that level, right? Um, what else? Uh, yeah. Any scoops you can find? Um, we are going to have, I believe, an add-on uh, where you can get, like, fancy laminated sheets um, oh. instead. Because, like, I mean, who doesn't like laminated sheets? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, just a... Uh, um, one thing we did want, um, I don't know if we'll do it now or with Kingdoms of the Deep, is having a different score sheet um, or different um, of these for the different animals that are in the, the deep version of the game. So, now, yeah. one thing we didn't talk about, Rowan Wright, um, it's not just a game that you play around the table with three or four people. Mm -hmm. you've, you've tested this with a bunch of people, right? Oh, yeah. What's, like, uh, what's the we've most? Yeah. I think Dan's played with like people on Twitch um, where he just puts it up and I think it's been like 20 or so. Wow. Um, but yeah, when we go to the conventions, I'm really excited because um, then we can do like, the big rooms, like 100 people all at the same time. Like, let's play this 15 minute game. Hey, we got Southern Board Game Fest next September. So a year from this September, unfortunately, we we're having to move it. You know, I don't know if you know, there's this virus thing going around. So we, we had to kind of move it. Uh, so it should be ready by next September for us to do it as a con uh, yeah. game. Yeah, um, it should be ready in like a couple of months. Oh, okay. Well, next yeah. September, come to the convention, 
and run it as a convention game for us. Wouldn't that be fun? We'll yeah. get like a hundred people to play it. I'm excited. I was like sad that this year it didn't work out, but like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Kelly yeah. said she saw some Kingdom of the Deep artwork in Carla's discard, an Insta bag just for the art. Now it's true. Kelly's like me. She sees artwork like this and she gets really excited. I do too. I, I mm-hmm. love that. I love seeing that. There's John from Meep Town that doesn't care about the art. I care about the art, Carla. I want to see it. Well, Kickstarter yeah. link is there in the chat for folks to click on. And, and we've got at least Jay who's gone over and, and clicked and backed. So. Yeah, and, that, and that is Roaring Right coming mm-hmm. out from Galactic Raptors out on uh, Kickstarter. You think it'll be ready this fall. And get out there and take a look at the Kickstarter part. What's yeah. the price point on it? Uh, $19 with oh, shipping. Come on, people. Yes. That's yeah. pretty easy. Yes. Yeah. All right. This is a board game show, Carla. You know what that means, right? We're going to play a game? We're going to play a game, and I've got a special surprise for you. I've got some friends formerly of Houston, but now living in the great up north, the cold, barren climates of Nebraska, way up there. Uh, by the way, TV stars. So this cost me a lot of money to get them on this show. I want you to know that, and I, I care about that. I mean, they, they used to be just regular people now. You know, they got shield, shield your eyes. Shield oh, yeah. your Everybody eyes. put on the sunglasses. Don't look directly at them. Who do we have our special guests? If they're come, there they are. Hey. Mick and Starlet. Mick, you love that. You know you did. No, I do not. You like that. When I, have, when I have Oprah's phone number on my cell, then I'm going to be famous. Then you'll be a star. <laughs> you know, that's Oprah, next. do you hear me? I need your phone number. That's next. They're going to have their own show on the O Network. Yeah, exactly. Hey, look. <laughs> Kelly said that. We knew them when. Fingers crossed. We knew yeah. them when. How you doing? How you doing? Doing Hello. awesome. I don't know if you've met Carla Cobb before. Have you met Carla? No. No, we have not. Carla, Mick, Starla from Our Family Plays Games. They were recently on ABC visiting with uh, Michael Strahan. I'm sure you saw it on social media. It was, oh, yeah, I did. It was awesome. <laughs> they mentioned one of our well, our joint favorite games, New York 1901. That was super awesome. Yeah. I got a text message from Shinye going, did you see it? I was like, yeah, Shinye. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. So. All right, we're going to play a game. This is my chance to sit back. The name father is going to take over from here. Mick mm-hmm. and uh, Starla, we've got a game for you tonight, and we're going to be playing against each other. So no holds okay. barred, right? Yeah, okay. yes, no holds barred. Bring it. Okay. Let me walk you through this. This is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to walk through the game. I'll kind of facilitate, but Carla's in charge. Carla's the judge, and her decisions are final, kind of like Taskmaster and like uh, Alex has been talking about. Ooh, online. Yes. Um, Ooh. This is a game where I've given each of BJ, Mick, and Starla four categories. And they had to pick a game that fit that category to the best of you know their tastes. And when I tell you the category, they're going to make their sales pitch to you, Carla, about okay. a game that they think fits. Four categories, mm-hmm. four quarters, kind of like a football game. You're going to be picking for each of those four categories the first place, who gets a touchdown, seven points. Second place, who gets a field goal, third points. And third place, let me just check if I'm doing this correctly in, uh, uh, in Louisiana style, Konoyo. Konoyo. Oh, yeah, no, the big zero. Fat zero. Yeah, over four oh, rounds. Oh, you're so close, Steve. Uh, I was close. All right. Well, what do us Yankees up north know? All right. Over four <laughs> rounds. They'll add up the total points, and there'll be one winner. And if we end up with a tie, mm-hmm. the only rule is that BJ loses. It's true. All you got to do. Is- All right. So <laughs> hey, I've got four categories. Alex said he heard, turned it on, and you heard uh, Taskmaster. You turned it on <laughs> to the perfect time. 
it's like it's like Slender Man or, or or Beetlejuice. You say it three times and Alex appears. <laughs> I, didn't hear, I didn't hear Steve say it, so I'm going to throw it in there. Carla, you can, if you want to, listen to the chat crew because they will make their appeals as to who you should vote for. Because I'll tell you, me and uh, Mick, we're going to be playing to the crowd. Starla, she's got her fan base already, so she doesn't have to worry. Oh, me and Mick, yeah. we're going to be playing to the crowd. And I encourage the three of you who are playing to bring the, tra- the, the trash talk too, because that can sometimes get you above by putting somebody else's pick down. You can do that. We don't have no problem with that. We don't have no problem with that. <laughs> Good to go. All right. So I got four categories. They've already picked their games. So I'll tell you the categories and then we'll go. I'll tell you, I'll lead you through one at a time for each person to pick and tell you theirs. And then Carla, you make the call who's first, second, or third. Okay. Mm-hmm. First category is your aw shoot game. A game that can frustrate you. And that could be in a good or a bad way. So the first category is aw shoot. And let's go in the order that I had them here. So BJ, you can go first and then we'll follow with Starla and Mick. Okay, good. So I got to play with Jeremy the Game Geek Ninja over at BGG Con a year or two ago, a game called Carcassonne Safari. Now I know Mick and Starla love Carcassonne, so they have nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about this game. That's why I picked it. <laughs> but Carcassonne Safari Carcassonne, the game, drives me crazy. I absolutely love it. It's one of the reasons I got into Euro games. But sometimes you just don't get the tiles that you need to do it or the farmers are killing you. Now, Safari kind of takes that out because you don't really have farmers in there, but you still have those little scoring chips. And, man, just when you think you're going to get that big bonus on the scoring chips, somebody else like Mick or Starla just comes in, swoops in, and (laughs) takes all the points. And that just drives me crazy. It's a beautiful game. It looks so friendly, but it's really a knife fight in the elevator, and it doesn't look like it. So that's my shot. It's all about the safari, but it's carcass on safari. Okay, so next is Starla. Strong. Okay, What's your pick, so Starla? My game is one that Mick and I go head to head all the time. Woo! Fighting, fighting, and <laughs> we we really have a major battle because if somebody gets the right resources and the other person doesn't. You're either going to quit playing because you know you don't have And to- that's you. And that's you. I can't get no resources. I got to stop. That's you. <laughs> no, it is Seven Wonders Duel. Mm-hmm. Now, we first started playing that game. We were playing over and over because he would win, then I would have to win, mm-hmm. and vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those games where you're just going to be upset. Upset. What's your strategy in that one? Are you going for military or are you trying to get those science bonuses? What, he what, what is trying to do military. I go for resources so that I can get the And stuff then she I beat want. me on military one time. I couldn't even, I mean, I just couldn't stop her. She just kept pushing. It's so tough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a frustrating game, but we love yeah, it. That's we a love good it. choice. That's a good choice. And no, and no, Jay, it's not that I don't like Carcassonne. It's that it frustrates me. It's that game that frustrates yeah. me in a good or yeah. a bad way. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, Mick, that in third. Okay, wow. Okay, mine Mick, take a is... look at this. Alex is already picking seven winners duel. Come strong, man. Oh, no. <laughs> mine is five five tribes. Ooh. It's evil in the hands of a person that wants to destroy you, and that's Starla. Oh, no. <laughs> <She's> her <laughs> 
she hurts folks. That is not fair. That is true. That's not fair. That but, is ooh, no, no. Starla, yes, that's, that's a mean game, Star. Five times is awesome. Yes, it is. Especially when you do two player. Two players head to head. But it's your chess match. But it's frustrating when you go 20 and zero to hurt. 20 to zero. Wow. 20 to zero. Starla, you've never lost in two players. I had to give I almost gave up the game. Almost. It was wow. almost. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. that's a record. Car- so, man, Carl, I don't envy your choice here. That, and then I won one time. I won one time. I said, okay, I'm coming back. Next game, she beat me. I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, we, like, didn't, we didn't go out on a high note. <laughs> yeah, you should have stopped. <laughs> no, I just right. kept on playing. Because that's our favorite game. So yeah. five tribes is frustrating yeah. When you're playing against somebody that just beats the crap out of you every day, but it's satisfying because it's a great game. Has to be a good yeah. game to make you want to come back for more of that. Yeah, wow, the, yeah. the, the, the chat crew is back. The chat crew is killing us, Mick. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> the chat crew is all about Seven Wonders, but um, I have to agree. Um, I like Five Tribes, but like that feeling, like when you're watching people put mm-hmm. down the little meeples. Like, yes. we were so tense because you're like, don't mess up my move. Like, I know what I'm doing. Just don't I'm ready. mess it up. And then they do. And it's like, oh, gosh. Like, so, yeah. So, five tries so gets a touchdown, right? Yeah, they get a touchdown. I mean, touchdown. I mean, touchdown. I see that. No spiking in the end zone. We're not finished with the game. Okay. All right. <laughs> Flag, excessive celebration. Right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Seriously. Um, All right. But, yeah, um, you got a second? Uh, seven Wonders Duel. Uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was close. That's it was close. Because, uh, yeah. like, second. you always, like, second. people always take the ones you want. Like, the yeah. reason Yeah, interesting. Let me just do a little bit of accounting here. That's Mick, Starla. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there somebody else playing the game? Who else yes, is playing? Yes, there is. <laughs> oh, BJ, BJ. Um, I really appreciate. I, I love how you're doing this right off the bat, Carla. Um, telling BJ he was close. When, when you know, it's really humoring the host. Okay. Vic, Your second category. I can't do it. I got a flag already. Uh, no, I no, no but you got the Mickey Shuffle. All right. Oh, yeah, he's gonna do the Mickey Shuffle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> All right, your next category. You had you just finished. Oh shoot! Your next category is that's cute. This is a game oh, here where you love the here look of it, and it really for here this the look of it just makes you smile. Okay, so here we, go. Well, we started with BJ. Let's rotate this around, and I wonder where Starla's going to go with this one. Starla, you're up. We wonder. We wonder where she's going to go. <laughs> we know. So cute. Whatever you see, you can't help but smile because who wouldn't love a happy pig? So happy pigs are cute. They're square. They're pink. They've got little bug eyes. They're so cute. Mm. That's it. Those dang that's it. The happy pig. That's a favorite cute. It's favorite so cute. cute. Yeah. Uh, favorite cute. I mean, they're square. <laughs> they're square. Yeah. And, Stars, and, and uh, someone help. And then we found the um, the other uh, animals, the the pigs, the sheep, and the cows mm-hmm. had to get that. What about the no, the ducks? Oh, we got the ducks. Yeah, the ducks. But you maybe get the other ones too. Yeah, but the pigs are the cutest. Pigs. Oh. Pig. Kelly and, and Verla were all over that one. They knew that was coming. All right, Starling's out, <laughs> out strong. I'm gonna have to play this game someday. It's my <laughs> turn. I think we're rotating rotating to Mick now, and they'll come back around to you, BJ. Okay. 
not a good choice. What's your that's cute? It was, it's not a good choice. <laughs> My choice is Scythe. There's nothing cute about it's, Scythe. It's, it's, There's nothing cute about Scythe, period. Alex, she's killing me. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful game in a bad sort of way. A dystopian kind of cute kind of way. This is a DJ Picker here. No, it's kind of cute. No, it's not cute. It's cute. But it's his own kind of way. We have a ton of games. And out of all the games, mm. he picked Scythe as the cute. Are you out? Oh, I know. Carla might be tipping her hand. She asked about what about my little Scythe as the really, cute. That's the cute no. <laughs> no. Now that may be cute, but the Scythe is not cute. No, I like Scythe. Scythe. Interesting. Okay. Well, the, the beauty of war. It could. It's if it's the game that makes you smile with the look of it. Mix, mix playing by his rules. Okay. That's right. All right. That's right. I BJ, did not, all <clears throat> yeah. BJ, show him how to pick incorrectly. I did not have to do the sideline <laughs> or pick incorrectly because Mick took that one in the second round. So I'm I'm going to go with something that I think is super cute. If you've ever seen us, the Gumbo Crew, play Downforce, we play yeah. Downforce with the Mario Kart meeples instead of carts oh. instead of the regular cars. So we've got Bowser, yeah. we've got yeah. Princess, and we've got Yoshi. But yeah. add in the I newest track, too. in the Wild Ride track, you've got the back side of the board, which has all these cute little animals all over it. It's got snakes yeah. and yeah. alligators, yeah. Yeah. And, you, and they block up your routes, and you're trying to get yeah. there. And it's so – I have some gorgeous pictures of, you know – a toad and Bowser and and Donkey Kong all beating each other up trying to get there. And it seems like we're actually playing Mario Kart the video game. Those little yeah. cars, those little yeah. Nintendo power cars. Oh yeah, Jay, they're out there. You got to find them. You can get them at Best Buy or a couple of places. I went to five different stores till I got. Whoa. all. I even got Metal Mario. I even got Metal Mario. Uh, I got Grant got them all. Grant, oh, Brett would love that. Grant would love it. Grant so would just go crazy for that. Mario. Be clear on this. You need to get them from Mario Kart Gamer. Is that yes, the game so it's that you Mario need to Kart come? Gamer? And they okay. sell the individuals for them. It comes with the first five, and then you can buy more if you want to. You got to substitute mm-hmm. Donkey Kong for the orange because it's kind of close to the color. They don't really have an orange Mario Kart color. But if you do yeah. all of those things there, and you add the animals from the uh, the Wild Ride track. And you got it. Just seems like something right out of any kind of Nintendo game. So that's my pick: yeah. Downforce right. Wild Ride with the animals and the Mario Karts. The okay. Chat's got some interesting feedback <laughs> for you here, Carla. Um, Mario Kart Meeples. BJ might take this one. Alex saying that at least you were competent this time, BJ. But he still doesn't <laughs> have the picks with win. I didn't. But I didn't have little... to go Cylon. I've got Mick in this round. Nick with the Cylon. <laughs> All right, Carla, what are you thinking? First place, second place, third place? Uh, well, one? I mean, Starla actually went with the category, so happy pigs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Starla. Mario's not cute. Well, like, that's not, you, like, put other things in a yeah, game. Like, I'll just the game. Ooh. It doesn't come with the game. Oh, yeah, you can't like, fight the pigs. Like, you can't fight the pigs. Can't fight him. Um, there you go, Jay. That's my buddy, Jay. Like, no. I'm sorry, Mario Kart, the Mario Kart downforce gets zero? 
Yeah, they both like Ooh. zero. It's I think, like, it, was, I think yeah. it was disqual uh, disqualified. I, I think yeah, that was that was a judgment call on your playing of the game, not not the game itself. Oh man, I, I got penalty, the, must, penalty must flag, penalty flag. Must respect yeah. the taskmaster on this one. She said zero points for you, BJ. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it doesn't come in the box. Mm, so that's right. That's right. It, it, it Steve's note said a game you love where the look of it really makes you smile. He didn't say a game that comes right out of the box that makes you smile. So I think it's fair to the rules. Okay. Okay. I also, I also oh. didn't say a game that you can buy that doesn't look cute, but you can make it cute if you spend more money. <laughs> but downforce, <laughs> downforce cars are cute. If you've ever seen them, they are. They are. They're, they're cuter, but they're all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We're at halftime. What's our halftime. score here? Well, let's just go with the first two scores. We don't need the third place score right now. Well, the first two scores are tied, and and uh, and then there's you. Ten for yeah. ten for Starla. They flipped, flip flopped the touchdown and field goal in, in quarter one. Oh, you got you got DM two. Oh shoot! Both at ten. BJ has BJ has they got some horse racing. When there's a horse at the back of the pack, BJ can see them all. I can see them all. <laughs> I can see the race. I've got a, I've got Mick and Starla right where I want them. Exactly. All right. So you've had all shoot. That's cute. Okay. Third quarter, back from a halftime show. You've got the big brute. What's the heavy game that you love the most? And who's that? It's going to be. We keep rotating around. We're up to Mick going off first here. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. My heavy. My heavy game. That'll make you uh, kind of hurt your head a little bit, and is ugly, <laughs> ugly. I don't know what, and That's I true. do not know why Starla likes it. It's the ugliest thing in this world, and Starla loves the game. It's not. I'll never understand it. Never. It's not cute at all. And that's Hunza Teutonica. Hmm. The, the, it's, it's heavy. Ooh, it's hard. I've never played it. Carla, I, I want to play it. I mean, it's, it's all, it's no random, it's no luck, it's no nothing. It's all you. And that's what I like. It's all you. I, I like what if, that it's you. You make the way, and I love mm-hmm. it. Is there room to add the Mario Kart meeples in it? No. <laughs> no. no, not at all. No. no, it's ugly. It is ugly. I try. There is no room. It. No room in, in what is that, uh, is that probably Renaissance Germany for yeah, Mario Renaissance Germany. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think and that's that. all ugly. That's all ugly. But I hear good things about the game, and I think there's a big box it's version a, of it, it coming. It's an awesome game. It is an awesome game. Interesting. I mean, the first time we played it, Stala wanted it. She said, Mick, you're approved. I'm like, yes, I got approved. <laughs> nice. All right. Hansa Teutonica on the board. I think we're coming yeah, around to BJ. BJ's okay. next. All right, big so you didn't say heavy as in heavy. Is in mechanics. So I was thinking a heavy box and a quantico. Are you trying to win? Are you, are you trying to win? <laughs> are you trying? Aquatica is a super heavy box that has tons of components. And Carla, it's got the cutest little um, mantas. The mantas are gorgeous. The artwork in this game is phenomenal. Aquatica. Dude, you're Cos- a category lead. <laughs> Aquatica by Cosmodrome Games. And what, what's really neat about it is it looks like just a simple, family-friendly, engine-building style game, sort of like a – I think B.J. is doing his own thing. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Vic? He said I'm playing my own game. doing his own thing. Because if you want to go heavy, I just go get Gloomhaven over here. Right, right. That's no, right. no, Gloomhaven over here. I, I don't own Gloomhaven. 
Aquatica is a nice, solid, heavy box, and it's got beautiful components. Aquata, you said that I love the most, and Steve will tell you, is there a game I've talked about more in 2020 than Aquatica? Probably not. Probably not. I still have to get that. I want to check that out. I still want to get that. Oh, Thomas has got an idea. Use real bricks and stones. (laughs) (laughs) That would be heavy. That would have been heavy. All right. Um, and now back to Starla for I'm your heavy game. booed on my own show. <laughs> on Verla's show. Terra, Terra Mystica. Ooh. Absolutely love it. First time I played it, it gave me a headache. And we had to take a break to go get it because I was like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, I love Terra Mystica. I, I love the terraforming aspect. I love the building of your own uh, areas. Uh, I just, I love it. It's, it's a wonderful game. And her house rules that I can't have certain races because, I mean, certain factions because it'll beat her. That's not right. It's not right. It's not right at all. Carl, have you Everybody played Terra Mathematica? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, so I've played none of these games. Um, okay. So, so now it's all the quality of the arguments. Uh, well, the, I guess, chat. I guess. No, Aquatica is the closest to Kingdom of the Deep. I was picking it for a reason. Oh, come on. Really? Yes, really. Yes, <laughs> um, really. Well, uh, out of those three, the one that I've heard of before is Terra Mystica. So, all right. Oh. I guess that wins. Starla. Wow. Yeah. Takes the lead. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Okay. So Tara, Thomas is asking that PJ to score this round. Uh, Tara, uh, you Ab- should ask if PJ has scored. So Tara, well, Ab- Tara Abacusca is the uh, seven <laughs> points. Is that right? Okay. Yep. Looks like it. Because and it, now you're it's choosing. Heavy. There's a criteria. Now you're choosing between Hansa Teutonica and Aquatica for second place. Okay, well, well, I was going to go with... It's not Aquatica. It's Kingdom of the Deep Aquatica. <laughs> Hansa Tatanka Ugly European Hog. There you go, right there. Oh, I mean, uh, also, Johnny Pack likes it, so... Yeah, that's true. Johnny or Pack he is, says that it's coming out this year. The, the big um, box version. Yeah. The which makes, it, even, which makes yeah. it, according to BJ's criteria, even heavier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a large box, so <laughs> that must be heavy. So, so what do you think, Carla? Second place? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Since Dang you it. did a family weight game, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say heavy mechanically. He said heavy. All right, so maybe I read okay. these. Maybe I read these too hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scores here, Starla, Mick. Ooh. Okay. Oh, apparently it went with the BGG rating system. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Did, did it actually match up? No. Yeah, she no, she hasn't flipped. Terra Mystica is 396, and you picked oh. Hansa Teutonica, right? No, I do have it right. No, she picked Hansa Teutonica. Oh, okay. Terra Mystica. Yeah. And I picked Hansa. Yeah, the Terra Mystica. I just want to make sure I scored that right. Starla with seven, Nick with three, and BJ adding to his zero collection. It's over a two. It's not a family weight game. Look at that. It's not a family weight game. That's under two. No. That's family weight. Uh, 2.27. 
Yeah. Ooh, you, wow. We do this. We do this game with a football theme, BJ. <laughs> the two of them are playing football, and I don't know what shuffleboard court you're on, but <laughs> I'm playing European football. It's totally different. <laughs> Very totally different, different game. All right. Last category. This could be decided. Um, BJ at this point is playing spoiler. I'm but, bringing this. No, I, I'm so excited to see how BJ does not fit the category. <laughs> as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. Burla said before, BJ's always doing his own thing, no matter what game we're playing. That's true. That's All true. Right. Let's recap. You had Aw Shoot, that's cute, a big brute, mm-hmm. and your last game, your last category for games here is two two, the one ticket to ride game that you'd keep above all others. Okay. okay. Let's rotate this around here. I went back to the beginning. And so we're back to BJ, then Starla, then Mick. All right. Ticket yeah. to Ride, my first love, my number one game for many, many years. Uh, one that I played with the family. But my wife gave me an awesome present three or four years ago. She found a used copy of the 10th anniversary edition of Ticket to Ride. If you haven't Ooh. seen it, it comes in a box this big. It's huge. In fact, Heavy. it should have been my big brute. <laughs> Not that I think about right. it. <laughs> but what it, what it has is... I, I will never get rid of this game because when you open up the box, it's got the five colored trains in little metal tins, and each one of the trains is different. And my favorite one is the circus train. It's got a yeah, little, it's, oh, it's got a little yeah, circus yeah, car, and yeah. at the back end, it's got a little giraffe. He looks like an Okapi just sticking out the back. And maybe that's why I picked Ticket to Ride yeah. to the anniversary of this. <laughs> Keep smooching, BJ. Kiss I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know Ticket to Ride Flatulence. Is that a, is that a game I haven't played? Uh, he was he, he's arguing that the toot toot category, you could have gone really silent on there. Yeah. Okay. So that was the BJ with the 10th anniversary edition. So with the circus train and giraffes. With, with the circus <laughs> train and giraffes and the Mario Kart and all the other things. With the circus train and the Okapis <laughs> in the back. It's <laughs> just shameless. Just shameless. Um, and BJ was Lilith is a weird giraffe. <laughs> That's right. And now on to Starla and Mick, who are really duking it out for the win here. Okay, so... It's really hard because I love so many of the maps, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with Pennsylvania Gosh, because I love the stocks, yes, she does. you know, that they add to it that you have to get every time you complete a route. Well, some routes don't have it, but yeah. most of the routes have it. Mm-hmm. And then that's a different element to the game. Gives you another way to win. Love Pennsylvania. Mm. And now my map that I love our game is Europe. I love Europe. It's hard. It's a little bit harder than the original, but it's it's so refreshing that because you got you got to work at it, getting through those tunnels and everything. I love that, and you got it's almost like a little pressure luck with the tunnels, trying to get the right cards for them. So I love Europe. I love the you, European map. And then you, you can also use stations. Use like, yeah, use the stations. You try to you know <laughs> tell the people think. Yeah, we can use the stations too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. yeah. She likes Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Some people like European stations for twelve points. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've got Carla for the for the win here. You've got the tenth anniversary edition. Um, you've got Starla with Pennsylvania, and you've got Mick with the uh, Europe ticket to ride Europe. Feel a bite. Well, um, I haven't actually played the Pennsylvania one, but I have played Europe. Okay. But. I mean, I feel bad for BJ. Like, we'll we'll give it to him. No, no, yeah, no, 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 
Don't feel bad. He, 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 show. The criteria. he did what he was supposed to for once in his life. And <laughs> really? Really? It won't matter overall. It won't matter overall. There's your, there's your tagline for this episode. He did what he was supposed to do for once in his life. <laughs> oh, I've got a new ad for the show. I'm going to put that on there. <clears throat> Okay, BJ um, takes first place with the tenth anniversary edition. Who's got second place? Um, the Europe. Um, I yeah. do Europe. like Europe, okay. and it also teaches you like about Europe because like every time yeah. I play, I'm like, I don't know where Europe is, like, eh. but like I slowly <laughs> learn every time uh, because mm. I forget. I don't play it often mm, enough. Actually, what I find strange about the Europe mat is that some of the cities seem to be in English. And some of them are their original names. And I, I, I'm not yeah. sure I understand that. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, in the original language of that country back in the day. Yeah. And that just it freaks you out a little bit. Like, where in the world is this country at? You know? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to ask nobody because they'll know where you're going. So you're just trying to sit there and figure it out. Like, where is a v- 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 at? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. So All right. The scores there, Steve. I was a bit nervous that we were going to end in a tie and this was going to have to end up like a co-op game of some sort. And I know what Starla thinks about those. I wore this <laughs> in honor of you tonight, Starla. Oh, uh, you sure did. Look class, at that pandemic. Pandemic co-op game. But we Thank do have, you. we do actually have a winner here. Um, in last place, BJ scored his touchdown and got seven. <laughs> in second place with a solid silver medal, Mick with 16. Darla pulls it out with 17 points, a one-point difference for the win. Congratulations. And it was the, it was the, happy, it was the happy pig. Thank you. Across the thank you. She won. She won. As usual. As usual. And I'm sure she would want you to know, as it should be. <laughs> Not just as usual, but as it should be. That's right. As it should be. That's right. 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 I want to thank Mick and Starla for coming on. Mick and Starla, where yeah. can people find you when they're out there and they want to see your content? Well, you can catch us on YouTube, Our Family Plays Games, Facebook, Our Family Plays Games, Twitter, Our Underscore Plays, Instagram, Our Family Plays Games, and on the Dice Tower. Yes. That's right. Congratulations. And, and soon we'll have reviews out next week. Yeah, next week we're doing reviews on the Dice Tower. Yes. Quick yeah, heads so up. Congratulations to Mick for putting out that solo. I needed to see that today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Nice yeah, that was good hot. She, she <laughs> pushed me out into it. I didn't want to do it without her. It. You didn't want to do and it. And she said, you're going to do it by yourself. I'm like, okay. All right. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. I asked him to do a solo video, and he finally did it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations on the Dice Tower. Looking forward to seeing some of those reviews and uh, maybe even see you guys doing some top tens with them. I know you did the top ten so. panda game. Uh, I mean, y'all, y'all been doing your own videos, but it's going to be fun yeah. to see you guys doing some Dice Tower stuff. So that yeah, was- I hope so. It was fun. When we did it with uh, with Z and Tom, it was it was a blast. It was yeah. a blast. Well, we will fun. catch you guys on another time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you guys back down, and then we're going to close out the show. Thank you guys Bye, for coming everybody. in. And Bye. 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 Thanks Bye. for playing that bowl and playing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carla, what did you think about that, man? That was that was not too bad, right? Yeah, yeah, that was good. I always like learning about new games and seeing like how many like games everyone else has played. Yep. Give us the quick plug for the chat crew. All about Roar and Write. Where can they find it and where can they find everything they need to know if they want to get in touch with you, Carla? Uh, okay, so to get in touch with me on Twitter, I'm at Weird Giraffes. 
Um, I'm Weird Draft Games or Galactic Rapper Games on uh, Facebook. Um, we also have a Twitch um, right now, Weird Draft Games, so you can hear my game design live chats and other live playthroughs and stuff right. like that uh, if you're a Twitch person. Um, Warren Wright, um, it plays 1 to 100 plus like however many people you have score sheets for. You can play over Zoom, which is why we're doing it now because COVID. Ah, it's yeah. a thing. Ah. But we want you to play games safe, and it's only nineteen dollars. Um, and it's a pretty thinky rolling right. I mean, BJ likes it. He wrote a quote and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, you can check out the page. Um, I think the link is in the chat. But um, I'll post it one time here at the end so that people yeah. are getting it the last time when they're seeing it from you. How much longer is the uh, case story going to be around? Um, it's going to be up until the twenty third of July. So. And you and Dan are very active in the comments, so if anybody has any questions, they can hit you on Twitter or they can hit you right in the comments of the Kickstarter, right? Yes. Rolling right. My, 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 my tagline was, what a cool freaking name. But yes, a, an absolute, <laughs> a nice, thinky, flipping right, or um, not flipping right, rolling right, or rando writer. Check that out. And uh, there it is. Steve's got it for people out there. The Kickstarter project from Galactic Raptor Games, Roaring Right. An Animal Kingdoms game with really cool art. So check mm-hmm. that out. That is awesome. And our game, of course, tonight, Starla was the big winner with 17 points. Uh, Thank you for playing that. It's presented by Game Toppers LLC. Make your game nights, Carla, a showstopper when you play on a game topper. Mm -hmm. Our big thanks to Berkey for supporting uh, the Southern Board Game Fest on that. So, all right, board gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash boardgamegumbo, because it helps us to get the word out about all our upcoming guests and shows you can also check out some of the repurposed shows on youtube when we do our reviews our previews uh some of the content from these shows and our unboxings and carla i'm bj from morgan gumbo and until next time steve and carla les les bon temps roulet thanks for listening gumbo live is produced by bj rosa and the name father steve o'rourke with editing by sean jones You can find more Board Game Gumbo content by checking out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter feed at Board Game Gumbo. Or visit the Board Game Gumbo blog at BoardGameGumbo.com. Hey, I'm Eric Dewey. And I'm Donald Dennis. And together we are the madmen behind On Board Games. Indeed, for the past dozen years or so, we've been putting out a podcast that you should be listening to. Yeah, it, you know, after you finish listening to this podcast. Exactly. So what do we do on our show, Don? We got a lot of stuff going on. We have a bunch of great guests, and we do an occasional triple play where we take a type of game, be it mechanic or theme, and we talk it up for a while and we pick hey what's a great introductory version of that game what's a game that is good for people who've been gaming for a long time and what is i don't know a weird or strange version of that type of game but you're thinking as much as i love to hear eric and don i would love to hear other voices too we've got you covered there as well we have isaac shalev bruce vogue the third adrian azell kathleen mercury and of course we have some other special segments from folks who drop in from time to time like brian counter who is counterproductive absolutely and we have the argument hour with seth jaffe and tc petty the third so all kinds of stuff going on over at onboard games and of course the most important thing about onboard games is that we are proud to be members of punchboard media that's right so head over to inversegenius.com which is where onboard games can be found or visit us as our guild in guild 325 on board game geek